0: Whoa, we're back um, This is episode number bum, bum, bum. Once again, I did a lot of prep But I didn't check what episode it was Number 42 Ho-ho. Big 4-2 um fuck yeah homestretch to fifty, yo this week has been a big week uh but i'll touch on that later first let's talk about what's coming up in this week's episode of Towing the line um what's coming up this week or actually no let's talk about what happened last week and then we'll talk about what happened this week you know um last week was the best part of this three-part series i think This next part is going to be a bit, like, I don't know, probably a bit personal, but you know what, it's a three-part series, you may as well listen to all three. Um, Yeah, last week we covered off basically how alcohol stops our bodies from building protein, um, and the only way to really stop it from stopping us from building protein is to not drink it you can drink protein shake and alcohol at the same time but alcohol is always going to win unfortunately because it's going to break down the muscle faster than the protein can rebuild it or the protein synthesis can rebuild it because it inhibits that process of protein synthesis um we also covered a sorry another way to combat that is to leave several hours between training and drinking that way your body can actually start the process of protein synthesis <laughs> before the alcohol ruins it um we also covered on apologies i'm smashing shit around we also covered off how alcohol massively impacts on hormones particularly testosterone in males um it can also cause a high stress environment for your body which means it's your body struggles to absorb key nutrients i.e the main one being calcium and that affects your bone density and it doesn't go so well as you get older um we also spoke about having too much alcohol on a consistent basis can lead to having a fat lead to having a fatty liver. Beep beep because, um, like one of those R&B horns, because your body can't get rid of it if you're continually like your body can only process it at a certain rate, and if there's that backlog, it gets turned into fat. Um, alcohol can severely reduce. The effect of the body's immune system on fighting off baddies, bad bacteria, diseases, colds, flu, everything, you name it, um, because the body's resources are being used to try and process the alcohol and deal with the the havoc the alcohol is causing so that, you know, when you do get sick, the body's like, fuck, we're busy, man, like, we don't, you send like, picture it like a battle, uh most of the forces of your body are dealing with the alcohol around the liver and then when a the flu gets stuck in the back of your throat they're like "Fuck, we'll send a few resources but this is the most important thing we've got to you know we have to try and sort out what's going on down here and then those guys go up there and they get mowed down by the disease and then all of a sudden you're sick um so you know you have a low tolerance to cold and flu I think that's why alcohol, people who were like heavy drinkers were more at risk of getting COVID because your immune system is weaker. Um, Weaker. You don't want to be weaker. You want to be stronger. Uh, What else did we cover off? We covered off um, our sleep cycles are heavily impacted being the main one, the REM sleep cycle. So you can sleep for a long time. You might get to sleep faster and you might think you're sleeping for a longer period of time, but your sleep is shitty quality. So... There's a difference between you can have 8 hours of or 10 hours of shit sleep or you can have like 6 or 7 hours of quality sleep. 6 or 7 hours of quality sleep is going to outweigh 10 hours of shitty sleep. Um, What was next? Digestion is also heavily impacted by alcohol. This is due to like inflammation in the stomach Um, and then the excess acid. And the irritation in the stomach can cause dehydration. Dehydration is bad, not good. It can affect you in your performance. It affects your recovery. You feel shitty. Um, Dehydration is not a good thing. So, it can also help dehydrate you. And basically, the top three takeaways, if I was to sum them down, sum them down? If I was to summarize them even more than they were already summarized, would be alternate between alcoholic and non-alcoholic drinks when you go out, that way you can reduce Reduce the amount that you are consuming. Um, Plain and simple. Then the next one, leave uh, as much time as possible between training and drinking. That way you give your body a chance to start to recover. Choose drinks that are low in sugar. Sugar also dehydrates you. Um, If you're getting dehydrated due to the alcohol and dehydrated due to the sugar, your recovery, sleep, everything is gonna be impacted. So if you choose low sugar drinks, you will fare better off. You'll only have to deal with the alcohol. You won't have to deal with the sugar in conjunction with the alcohol. Um, After a big night out, don't push yourself in terms of training. Take it easy. Take a light day. Let your body start to recover and then build back up. Um, What are we going to see in this week's episode of Towing the Line? Um, So basically this week I'm going to go into how alcohol can affect us on a more personal level in terms of family, work, um, and stuff like that. Work, sleep, etc. I'm going to give my personal experiences on alcohol and why I don't like it that much and probably stuff that I'm going to be covering off with my therapist um, because I just don't despise alcohol but I don't like it very much. Um, I've experienced a lot of shitty things that have been basically caused by alcohol so i'll go into a few of them Um, i don't remember how well i spoke about it so my apologies if it's like a bit sporadic i think it was um it might be similar to the first time i spoke about my eating disorder in the fact that um like i don't know i hadn't really planned it out and it's like kind of real so um it causes me to like lose my thought and kind of go off on a little rants here and there but um i'm sure you will get the gist of it Otherwise, I'm going to talk for another 15 seconds so that I can make this easy to clip up and then you guys can get into the third part of alcohol, like how it affects us on a more family, personal level. Um, So here's that part, guys. Enjoy. All right. So let's move on to the next part of this. This one I'm going to riff a bit because I feel like it's my, um, it's specialty of mine Um, not a specialty of mine but it's something I've kind of gone through in my life so I'm gonna how do I that was a weird noise I didn't fart I promise you that was made with my lips Um, and take a quick drink and then we're gonna launch into this one so I've covered off the effects of alcohol on training um, around training recovery sleep all that stuff now I'm gonna cover off the effects of alcohol on life um, now, my take's going kind to of favor the negative because the kind of stuff I've been exposed to as I've grown up has all been negative effects of alcohol. Um, that's not to say that I didn't have fun with the old drinky-poo drinky, drinky poo when I was 18 or 16, or I think I have had my first drink when I was 14, which is pretty fucked. Um, it just means that the majority of my exposure has been negative. Um, so, a bit of backstory. Um, I think for, yeah, no, my, so my dad has been, my dad was, I don't really talk to him anymore, Um, alcoholic, massive, huge drinker, closet alcoholic, didn't really, t- like, there was the way we or I, let's just speak about me in this scenario, the way I discovered that was we used to have a bunch of alcohol lined up in a spot in our house. And it was always full. Like, there was, like, vodka, bourbons, and it was just just, just sat there for fucking years. It was always full. Um, Never got touched because we never well, – I never drank. Um, and, you know, I don't think my parents did either. And then all of a sudden, I started noticing that one bottle would be empty, second bottle would be empty, third bottle would be empty. And I was like, where the fuck? Who's drinking all this shit? And I went to my brothers, and I was like, you guys chill on the alcohol? And they were like, Nah. And then realized that it was my dad drinking at all. Um, and we thought we snuffed it out that time. That was probably when I was coming up in high school. Um, and he's not a fun alcoholic. He's a very... Uh, uh, gets very angry. Gets very mean. Um, not physically, but just emotionally. He's a piece of shit. Um, I don't even know if I probably should be saying all this on here. Because it could bite me in the ass. But I'm going to keep it brief. Anyway. Long story short is I have grown up with an alcoholic dad since i was probably um like he wasn't the best emotional dad to begin with but in terms of alcohol it was probably since i was like 14 or 15 um and it just made things so much worse like it go flashback to last year that's this that's part of the reason that i stopped working for that company because it was his company and he was just mate Not something you want to be a part of. Not something you want to be privy to. Um, And like it was drink driving, all that shit. Just a piece, just a real piece of work basically. So I've grown up in that environment. Hasn't been fun. Um, It would be a real like you hear his car roll in the driveway and you're like, all right, I've got to get ready to fight. Um, Part of the, that's like the main reason I'm going to my therapy at the moment and trying to work through all that shit. So that's a bit of backstory. I'm going to keep it there because I don't, Feel like I don't. I feel like I need to give it its whole. I need to give my backstory, my like growing up life, its own episodes. Um, I need to plan that shit out properly because there's a lot of shit I've got to cover off. So basically, that's my backstory, and that's why part of the reason I don't like alcohol that much because I've seen what it does to people, and it's not fun, man. Um, I was actually talking about this with my therapist last week. And if you're new to the show, you know I talk about... Well, you won't know that I talk about my therapist a lot. But I do talk... I'm open with it. I'm not trying to hide it. Um, It helps heaps. Seriously, if you're fucking struggling mentally, go see someone good. And if you want to see someone fucking awesome, ask me and I'll give you her number. She's fucking great. Anyway, um, I was talking with her last week and I was saying that I don't like the conversations I have with drunk people because I just feel like they're just fucking full of shit and they're not real, they're just pretend conversations and she was like, why do you feel that way or what makes you think that and then I kind of got into it and I was like, it was because my dad like, whenever he would be around other people drinking he'd be this happy, fantastic person the life of the party and everyone's like he's fucking awesome, he's great and as soon as the door would shut, he'd be a fucking asshole and I was like, full of shit and I carry that through to everyone so, I'm trying to, you know fuck that attitude off, because it's not true, you know, there are people like him that are full of shit when they drink, but most people aren't, most people are just themselves, um, so that's something i got to try and, you know, work through, but anyway, I, that's the kind of attitude I carry towards alcohol, I'm like, I don't need it to be myself, I don't need it because I've seen what it does to people, I don't necessarily like it, the position it puts you in, um, And I feel like it just changes people into something that they're not. But that's not the purpose of this effects on life. Let's go into some ways that alcohol can affect your life on a more personal, social level as opposed to training. Um, Apologies if that was a bit much, but we're, we're back on track now. So how can alcohol affect? Let's start off with family. Let's start off with family life. How can alcohol affect your family life? Well, first of all, you start to dissociate with your family. If this is, if you're a heavy drinker, if you're not a heavy drinker and you have one fucking drink a night, one or two drinks a night, and you don't change and you don't start fucking abusing people, then it's not a big deal. But if you're a heavy drinker, um, it can affect your family because you dissociate with them. You tend to choose the drink over being with your family. You you know, the alcohol makes you feel good. You associate with the alcohol more than you do with your actual family and that can drive a wedge and you dissociate with them and it creates a big gap and you know, like, you know when one of your family members is dissociating with you and, you know, using alcohol as a coping mechanism to numb something or hide something. Like you can tell it's not, it's not, uh, uncommon, you know, when something's up, you can sense it. So, you know, you, you grow apart. You grow away from your family. It's it, it fucks things up. doesn't make things, you know, as smooth as they should be. It's not a happy environment. It's a more, there's a lot of animosity. There's a lot of tension, negativity. It's not a great place. Not a great place to be, especially, like I said, if you're a heavy drinker. It's not great. And if you're, think about it, if you've got kids and your kids grow up seeing you drink fucking heaps every night, that's going to be burned into their brain on a subconscious level maybe they don't know it's there but they know it's there they think that that's acceptable they think that that's normal to fucking smash that much when it's not it's not healthy alcohol is a chemical it's a fucking it's a drug it's something that it's po- it's poison that's what i was looking for the word it's poison it's poison for your body and if your kids grow up saying you drink fucking heaps every night they're gonna think that that's acceptable and that's how they're gonna approach it um i'm lucky that i kind of went through some shit that was like no nah, man fuck this i don't i don't need that but like it would have been very easily for me to go down that very easy for me to go down that path. I've um I had this note before, but like exercise saved me from a lot of bad things and alcohol was one of them. Like I could have gone down the path of becoming an alcoholic and drinking heaps. But I'm lucky I chose the alternate. Like I saw what alcohol did and I was like, you know what? No, I don't want to be a part of that. I'm gonna go down the path of being healthy, I'm gonna fucking ban that shit. I'm going to cut it out, exile it from my life and go the path of being healthy, which led out, led to me not being healthy. But now I'm back on the healthy, healthy path. Um, But yeah, I could have very easily seen that and been like fucking alcohol and then just run down that path and ended up fucking full blown alcoholic at the age of 20, which would have been fucking shit. So I'm glad I went down the path I went down, although it did lead me to, you know, being in eating disorder territory it's for me like I've, I've passed that now i've you know i've gone past that if i was still stuck there then it would be a different story but i've you know thankfully i managed to work through that and i've seen that that was unhealthy too but now i feel like i am actually healthy because i'm honest about how i'm eating i'm honest about how i'm training i'm honest about how i feel i'm honest with myself i'm not being like yeah i'm healthy and then trying to shout that over the little guy inside me being like but dude this isn't healthy you know what i mean Probably not because I'm talking shit. Um, but yeah, be mindful of the example that you're setting as well. I didn't I didn't have that as a note, but be mindful of the example you're setting. Work. If you're fucking drinking to cope with work, that's not good. You need to fucking address that. You need to address what's causing it. You really need to go back to the, the cause of why you're choosing that as a coping mechanism because it's not a healthy one to have. You need to address that shit ASAP because... Oh, excuse me um that's your coping mechanism man it's not gonna last something's gonna fucking give and it's probably gonna be you um like i mentioned before common effects of alcoholism a depression anxiety that's gonna be fucking hard if you're you know you go to work work sucks you drink great go back to work you're gonna be feeling worse um and then you're going to drink more and then you're going to feel worse at work. So you're going to drink more because you feel worse at work and it's just going to be an endless cycle until you give or something gives. You'll either lose a job or you'll fucking end up in the ditch. You've got to address the why. Like why? If you are someone who really drinks heaps and you don't like because you're stressed out it makes you feel better, great. Find out why. Address that why. Um, ask yourself like what makes me do this? What makes me feel the need to, you know, bury my sorrows with a a glass of scotch or something like that like what's the reason behind it you don't want to like and you need to address that reason um as as soon as you can like don't let it go unaddressed because it's just going to get worse it's a vicious cycle it really is i saw it happen with my own eyes you know you get depressed and anxious so you drink to cope with that then you get even more depressed and more anxious because you feel bad that you're drinking and you feel bad that that's your coping mechanism. So then you drink more to cope more and more and you just fucking fall into this cycle where you're putting down, you know, a couple of bottles of vodka a day. That's not good, dude. Um, not saying that anyone that is listening to this is like that, but like that's kind of where it could end up if you don't deal with that shit as soon as possible. Um, I probably touched on it, but another note here is mental health, you know, Like I said, anxiety and depression, huge. Like, it literally causes that. Um, You don't want to be causing that. You don't want to be exacerbating that. If you're already stressed about something in your life and you choose alcohol as a coping mechanism, that's not a good coping mechanism because it's going to make that thing way worse. You're better off trying to deal with it another way. If something in your life is causing you stress, find another way to cope with it. Not alcohol because it's just going to make everything worse for you. It's going to exacerbate it. It's going to dial that shit up to 11. Whereas if you went about it a different way, like by seeing a therapist or talking about it or something else like that, um, you'll actually reduce how it feels instead of amplifying it. So yeah, alcohol is bad coping mechanism and it's, it's bad, but it's effective because it is like a vicious cycle it just makes things worse. So you drink more to cope with the worse. And then it just... Like a snowball. Um, sleep and training. I touched on this before briefly. But alcohol fucks with your sleep. Which means it's going to fuck with your training. Which means you're going to feel shitty. Which means you're going to probably drink more. So another, again, another vicious cycle. Why would you do that to yourself? It's not... It's just not a good coping mechanism. If you're drinking because it's fun. And you enjoy it. And you want to hang out with your mates. Great. That is... The fucking best reason. Um, but if you're drinking to cope, if you're a closet drinker and you're drinking because for the wrong reasons, then, like, you got to fix that. You got to address it. You got to find out, what like, what's the reason that you're doing it um, and address it because it's it's not not safe. I think I'll touch on this shit in, in a second. Um, I might actually quickly pause so I can write some notes on that. Yeah, um, like... If you're drinking for the right reasons, it's it's okay. I don't know if I touched on this, what I was last talking to because I didn't listen back far enough because I'm lazy, but basically what I'm trying to get at is if you're drinking because you want to have fun and you want to hang out with your mates, then that's fine. Um, it's only if you're drinking for the wrong reasons that you need to address it, that it pro- is a problem, that it is a problem. Um, because there's nothing wrong going out and having a drink with your mates. There isn't anything like, and if we balance our training properly um, to accommodate for that, then there's no, it's not going to affect you. That's fine. Like it's not a bad thing. Um, it's only if you're doing it to cope with something that it's bad. It's only that if you turn to alcohol to try and solve your problems that it's bad. Not if you're having fun going out there, hanging out with your mates, having a couple of drinks. Like that's good. It's good. It's a good way to good way to you know relax. I mean, I don't do it because. I've got some shit I've got to deal with in relation to it, but you know what? If you enjoy it, fucking go for it, mate. As long as you structure your, t- your training properly around it, go for your life. Um, so, if I was to, you know, hit some main takeaways from alcohol and its effects on life in general, I would say um, be mindful of the example you're setting for those around you because like, your kids will notice. Um, they'll see and they'll be like, it must be okay. Especially if they're super young, like, they're going to pick up on that. Kids pick up on a lot of things that you don't realize they pick up on. That is going to be one of them. So, just be mindful of the example you're setting for those around you. Even if you're, like, fucking the, the boss of a company or you're manager of a bunch of people and you're getting on the beers early because you want to, you know, flick off on a Friday, be mindful of the example you're setting because you're like, they, they see you do it, they think it's okay, and they're going to follow along, they want to fit in um you know just be mindful be mindful of that um if you are a heavy drinker be mindful of the reasons that you drink you know what is causing you to to drink that much what what other reasons that you're you know consuming that much alcohol and then address those reasons um and try and bring that down because it's not a healthy habit to have it's a vicious cycle like it you know it makes you feel shitty um mentally like you get anxious and depression and then you are you fall into that cycle and once you fall into that cycle it just exacerbates and if you can't pull yourself out early enough then it's a dark road so you know really address if you are someone that drinks because you're coping with stuff address what causes you to, to to go down that path and try and fix that um like I said, it's, you know, it's not a fucking, it's not a happy road. So you want to try and get off that path. Um, if you're doing it for the right reasons, then it isn't a fucking problem. You know, go out there and have fun. Um, if you can fucking, if you're doing it to hang out with mates and have fun and do whatever, great. If you are doing it because, and you don't want to do it is a different story. Like if you're feel peer pressured, if you're feeling peer pressured into it, don't do it. Um, like that's something—not something that I've dealt with, but something that I'm prepared to deal with—is that if I'm with a bunch of people and they're like, "Why aren't you drinking?" I'm like, "Because I don't want to. I don't feel like it." And they're like, "Well, fucking drink, bitch! You're not allowed to hang out with us unless you drink." It's like, "Well, do I really want to hang out with you then?" Um, if you, they're kind of, if they're the kind if the kind of people that you're hanging out with are the ones to force it upon you, then they're not the kind of people you want to hang out with. You know, most people don't give a fuck. If you say, no, I'm not drinking tonight, you know, I don't wanna I wanna got a good I've got a day on tomorrow that I wanna do stuff, I wanna feel better, I don't wanna feel shitty, been shit sleeping shit lately, like you shouldn't even need to justify it. But there's reasons, you know, that are valid. Most people don't give a fuck. They're like, Cool, whatever. Um, you know, you don't need alcohol to be a fun person, fun, happy person. You know, it it took me a while to realise that, but I'm at the point now where I know that. Like I talk endless amounts of shit, regardless of alcohol consumption. It's just what I do day to day. So you don't need to drink alcohol to talk shit. Um, but if you do enjoy having a drink, there's nothing wrong with that. Just maybe try and structure your training properly so that you don't um, come off second best. And if you can, you know, stop whenever you want, then it's not a fucking problem. It's only when you are dependent on alcohol and alcohol runs your life that that's when you have a problem. Um, and in, and if you don't have a problem, that's fine. Do whatever you want. It's not a big deal. Um, but yeah, yeah. That's basically, I think I covered off most things. I don't have anything else to really touch on. Um, That's the, yeah, alcohol, alcohol and training. So if I was to give, let's say, let's try and wrap this up nice and clean and neat in a bow for everyone covering both um, last week's episode and this week's episode, it might be last week, the week before and this week's episode, all the episodes, um, you know, around training and alcohol it's it's it it would be like you know make sure you leave adequate time between training or make sure you plan your actually plan your training around when you're going to drink if you know every saturday night you're going to go out and you're going to have a drink maybe pull back on saturday's session you know instead of thinking about the calories that you're going to consume with your drinking maybe try and Gear your week towards that Saturday. So, if you're worried about consuming, over-consuming calories on that um, on that Saturday, you know, go back to fucking James Smith PT. Budget your calories for that Saturday, you know. If that's the aspect that you're worried about, you're worried about gaining, you're eating too much and over-consuming on that Saturday night. Gear your calories towards that weekend. So, maybe back off eating You know, don't eat as much on Thursday, Friday so that you leave more for Saturday, more in Saturday's budget. Um, And then back your training off the same. Back your training off into that weekend so that your body's not going to be trying to recover from a fucking brutal Saturday session while you're drinking and then you're you're trying to train again on Sunday. Like, don't do that. Maybe take Sunday off. Go for a nice walk. Get the blood flowing. But don't break any muscle down. So gear your training around drinking. Even, um, like the whoop was saying, alcohol can be in your system for three to four days. So maybe even taper out of that drink. It's again, this is only if you're really serious about training. Like I am very serious about it. So for me, I would look at doing something like that, but if it's not that important to you, then it's not a big deal. Um, but you know, if you were to go about it, if I was to do it, I would try and taper into that weekend. So I, didn't, I wouldn't go for a fucking five-hour ride on Saturday, then hit the beers Saturday night, then wake up and run 20Ks Sunday. Not a good idea. Not going to recover well from that. Um, so I'd taper into the weekend and then taper out of it or build back out of it. So Sunday, maybe a rest day, maybe something light. Monday, not as intense. Tuesday, a little bit more intense. Wednesday, almost back at it. Thursday, right back at it. And then fucking cross the weekend. But then again, You know, I'm serious about this stuff. If you're not as serious, it's not as big a deal. Um, Yeah, taper out of it. Don't be scared to have a drink with your mates. It's not a big deal. Um, Like I said, as long as you structure your training around it, it'll be fine. Even if you don't, it's not the end of the fucking world. If you're doing it every weekend, maybe, you know, maybe you could adjust here and there. Um, But if you're only doing it once off, it's not the end of the fucking world. It's not like you're constantly trending down. You're going to be trending up overall, and then one weekend you might trend down. Big deal. Um, Like, oh, let's go back to the squiggly line then, shall we? If you want to, you know, break your body down and trend up, alcohol is not one way to do that. Alcohol is going to keep you trending down. If you drink every day, you're really going to hinder your performance. You're really going to hinder how much you can grow um, as an athlete, as someone who trains. Like, you're going to hinder your performance. You're not, instead of, trending up you're either gonna trend straight or you're not going to trend up as much as you would if you weren't drinking. so you are handicapping yourself. instead of getting hundred percent you're getting 70%. I would want hundred um, percent. I've kind of lost train of my oh, i got the chills train of my thought but um yeah you know if you're drinking drink for the right reasons if you're not drinking for the right reasons, what is making you drink for those reasons um but otherwise i think that that pretty much covers everything off i think i'm gonna split this into three parts i don't know i'm gonna have to do an outro for the first part in a second so i'll talk about that then otherwise um yeah well i'll put something after this anyway so great good stuff guys good good listening good listening skills very good listening skills um hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, Like I said, I don't really remember what I spoke about. I had a bunch of notes, but I think I just went off cuff on that, on that one. Um, What did I say? Now my take is going to be, yeah, it was kind of super negative, wasn't it? I just spoke about mental health training, physical activity, enjoyment, financial effects as well. But this is, all that stuff is kind of like... Um, specific to alcoholics and I don't think any of you guys are alcoholics and if you are, please, I encourage you, go get help because your life will be different on the other side um, not that I know from personal experience but, you know I'm guessing as not a non-alcoholic person it would be, be- much better to not be an alcoholic than an alcoholic if that makes any sense at all um, but yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed that um, I what was I going to say in terms of that whole alcohol topic as a whole I learned a lot. I don't know if you guys learned a lot, but I definitely learned a lot about it. Um, I think it's my opinion or my stance on alcohol. I almost got less intense probably towards the end as I started to think about it more because I was super like coming at it from such a negative angle and like it is bad. Don't get me wrong. It's not good if you have performance goals, but If you manage it properly, everything will be fine. It'll be okay as long as you manage it. As long as you're not silly with your training around alcohol and stuff like that, it'll be okay. It'll be good. Um, I think with me, I'm probably not going to drink much as I don't anyway. But, you know, like it's good to know more about it so that if I do decide to have a drink, it's like, cool. I know that tomorrow I should probably take it easy because otherwise I'm not going to recover for Monday's session and I won't be, you know, in the best shape that I can be in. drinking classic I got so thirsty in that first like six minute intro that I was looking at the drink and I was like I need to drink this now um and I've only been speaking for six minutes wild mate wild I tell you I just keep needing to drink more and more oh um anyway moving on to the other stuff or oh, actually no not yet apologies got you excited there for a second um I have been super busy this week which I'll touch on in a second uh, but I haven't had any time to do any clips or anything like that. Um, I only like, I've only just managed to fit, get enough time to fit this in. So I don't know if I'll make this episode go for a full hour or if I'll just do what I can. But, um, yeah, I just have been struggling with time this week. Just had a lot of shit on and today was a pretty big day too. It's Friday. Um, saw my, well, it hasn't been a big day busy wise. I just saw my psychologist in the morning and then went and saw the physio, um, just then and i'm just like ah, i just want to chill out because it's been like i'll touch on it in a second a massive couple of days massive week actually so um I only just managed to squeeze this in but i did glad hopefully it hits a mark if not not much i can do about it um just tune in for next week's episode which what will next week's neck neck weeks next week's episode be to oh Can you teach mental toughness? I think that's interesting. It may change. Um, Subject to change. But after that, I reckon character is what defines you. is going to be a uh, topic. So I think I'm going to go away from um, heavy research ones for a bit and just talk off the cuff. Maybe just find some cool points, like think about it deep in thought and then add some cool points and just riff off them because I like research stuff. It's great. It is a great way to stay in shape. But at the same time, it's like, ah, researching is not my strongest suit. Like, I'll do it for something like this because I'm interested, but I ain't going to put a lot of research into a bunch of different topics every week because, one, I don't really have the time, into it. it's not really my thing. So, yeah. Um, Otherwise, let's move on to what happened this week. So, when did I last speak to you guys? Would have been Thursday last week, I reckon. What happened on Friday last week? I don't really remember. I don't remember what happened on Saturday, I do remember what happened on, what happened on Saturday, and that's my next top point, Um, went and got my nails painted, I rode in the morning, did a nice early ride, went up King Lake twice um, for a two and a half hour ride, or three hours, I can't really remember, but I went up King Lake twice, came home, then went and got my nails painted, I got my thumb painted. And I got my middle finger painted. I got on one hand blue and black, on the other hand white and pink. And I think I like the white and pink better. But as the week has progressed, I've learned that I don't think I'm going to get white and black on my f- thumbnails again. Because every time I look at my left thumbnail that's white, it is now like a brownie yellow because it's dirty. It looks gross. Every time I look on my the black thumb, I'm like, fuck, I'm a pirate or like my thumb's bruised. So it's throwing me off. I think I just need bright colors on them. And then maybe bright colors on my nails as well. So, I think I'm going to steer away from the white and black. But otherwise, I think I'm going to keep doing it for a bit. Like something different. Um, no harm, no fail, I guess. So, if Caitlin goes, i will go get mine done as well. Woo-woo. Um, what are the ones? Uh, That's right. I was opening. So, I, I think the second day I had them, I was opening a key ring to try and put a key and I was like oh man what if I like chip my nail paint off it's not really it's gel so it's not really chippable but I was like what if I fucking scratch some paint off my nails it's gonna fucking be a disaster I've only had them done for two days and I was like damn now I get why like girls who have their nails done are so protective of them last thing you want to do is rip your fucking nail off or rip the paint off your nail after spending I mean it only took 10 minutes for me but like after spending a serious amount of time getting your nails done it would be the worst Be the biggest pain in the butt ever Uh, otherwise what else happened on the weekend I can't remember what I did Saturday night um, as per I think I was very tired I think I was just cooked after Friday because no that's right my psychologist something weird happened then my psychologist appointment was super fucking intense on Friday and it just railed me for like three days Um, so I don't really remember what happened because of that I do remember what happened on Sunday though I did a row and ski seminar at BFT in Monty with Jane Urbacher. She's like the ski erg guru, ski erg, row erg guru. Um, I've done one with her before for the rower, but never for the ski. And like, she's fucking, oh man, it was like three hours long. And you wouldn't think you could fill three hours on a rower or a skier, but you can very easily. And it's just cool to learn the mechanics of it and how it kind of works. And like last time I learned it, I was like, yeah, cool. You know, this is interesting. But I think this time I'm going to try and um, keep that information at the forefront of my mind because it's just super interesting to learn for me and for like other people as well. Um, Because I like crushing the rower and it'd be nice to help people to crush the rower and the ski as well. Otherwise, what else did I do on the weekend? Ah, that's right. I strained, no, didn't strain my neck, I sprained, rolled, yeah, sprained, I sprained a joint in my cervical spine, which is like your neck, did that on, pretty sure I did that on Sunday, the day of the seminar, Um, did it beforehand while back squatting, I think, or doing something, Um, I was doing something, and I, yeah, sprained my neck, and that caused my upper trap on the left side to like, freak out and spasm and then I strained it again on Monday um doing overhead press cuz I like struggled and then a strain the as I was struggling to get the weight up I kind of pulled on the joint uh, the muscle and it freaked out even more so that has not been fun especially because this week has been very busy on Tuesday Wednesday Thursday I was at a strong first barbell course I think I've mentioned it before was there with Ben um and it was like we basically left. I've just put my chair down so I can get in a bit closer. We left at like seven o'clock and wouldn't get home till like seven thirty, eight o'clock. So it was like 12 hour plus days. Um we were in there from eight till six most days. I don't know how many hours that is, but ten hours. Um it was just a lot of learning. Like three days of that was pretty hectic. Um not to mention my neck was fucked for most of it, which I'll touch on in a second, but it was just, yeah, it was, it was a rough go. And then today I finally got to see a physio. Um, and he was like, yep, I'm going to get you to that range. Um, that's why I'm looking left now. And you just got to keep looking left, um, to try and keep your neck in that range because he's, he said, I love, like, I love him. He's my favorite physio. Um, because he's just, he's switched on and he gets sporty guys. He's like, I said, I strained my neck. He's like, all right, cool. Don't stop training. And then he start, get, started giving me a diagnosis. The first thing he said to me was don't stop training because um, you've got to keep that range. Like for me, the the, the joint had already has already healed. The sprain that I've had has already healed. He's like, your muscles are spasming. He's like, "If the longer you restrict your motion, the tighter they're going to get. So you're going to lose that range and you're going to have to fight to get that range back. So he's like... He's, he, you know, did a bit of work, loosened it up. And he's like, now you got to just keep that range. So every fucking 20 minutes, I just got to look, look and keep trying to open up that trap and stretch that muscle to try and keep that range. And he's like, in two days, it'll be gone. Just make sure you keep that range. Um, so that is a great solution. That's why I love him. He's a fucking bomb. Um, but yeah, I've been dealing with that for the last couple of days, which has not been fun. And particularly at the barbell course, because like... His advice was keep training. Just don't do anything that really puts that muscle under strain. Use like use the muscle, but don't do anything that puts it under strain. And like how I did it initially was overhead pressing and I struggled. And then I used that muscle to kind of like tighten up and it just wasn't happy. So his advice to me was basically just stay away from the heavy weights, move it, but don't strain it again. Uh, don't use heavy heavy weights that'll strain it. And he's like, in two or three days, it'll be fine, which is great because I have a ride tomorrow and a ride on Sunday. So there will be no straining of my neck muscle um, on those days, which is just a great way to stay in shape. Um, I think I've got, let's go through it now, eh? Um, Quickly, then we'll backtrack to the start of the week, eh? 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 How have have your guys' weeks been? Been good? Reflect on your week for a moment with me right now. I'm looking at my training peaks data, and I have not trained at all this week. I got a two-hour ride tomorrow into an 8K run, and then I got a three-hour ride on Sunday. Beautiful. Um, So, yeah, I'm keen for that. Hopefully, Monday it will be back ready to go, um, and then I can get back into it. So, let's roll back to Tuesday, the Strong First Barbell course. Now, this course is like a world-renowned course. There were speakers that, that zoomed zoomed in, as in over zoom from Italy, US, South Africa, like from fucking everywhere, man. And I was so insightful. And this course was great. Like I've never done a course like this before. I've never done a course about moving the barbell um, that has been this in depth. I've never really done course that was in-depth about fucking lifting weights before ever Um, so it was super fucking interesting I just loved I loved it like it was so intense and I'm super mentally drained from it but that's only because I was willing to concentrate on everything that they were doing because it was just fucking awesome Um, like the way they structured it was let's let's go through the movements we covered off Um, I'm not gonna go into depth on these don't worry so if you're Risking of worried about getting bored. You're not going to be bored. Um, bum, 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 ba-dum, ba-dum, ba-dum. So we covered off. zercher squat, front squat, military press, back squat, good morning, bench press, deadlift, sumo deadlift, conventional deadlift. So basically the way we went through all those movements was we would build them from the ground up. Getting the fundamentals right. As in like, you know, really gripping the floor, turning our glutes on. Making sure we spread, at this. for example, the squat. Really grip the floor. Turn our toes out, as in like turn our knees out. Really turn our glutes on, making sure our knees track over the toes. We spread our pockets. You kind of pull yourself down with your hip flexors, making sure the brace is nice and tight. Your upper back's nice and tight. Your lats are packed back and down. Like you're really gripping that bar, bending it into your back. You're gripping it properly with nice straight arms. Like the your the bar position's perfect. Really making sure we keep a straight bar path. Um, Just. All sorts of like things. You build all that from the ground up. You know, working on your mobility to make sure you can get into the right position. You do a lot of drills to do that. A lot of drills to make sure you get your brace right. It was just so intense. And I'm, you know, yet last night and today I've just been trying to go over it all in my head and through the book that we got just to try and rehash it and make sure it stays in my my head because it was so useful um, for me just in all aspects. Mainly because. Like, in the, like, I can see, like, I'm inexperienced in that respect, but I can see people lifting incorrectly and, you know, performing movements that aren't great. Like, they might, you know, do a certain thing where they're, for example, on the deadlift, their hip, hips lift before um, their shoulders. So, like, they kind of pop their butt up, then they lift the weight up. And, like, you know, just figuring out ways to kind of combat that has been the kind of shit that I'm learning. So, ways to fix people's weaknesses in their certain lifts. Um, and if that's the case, you need to really try and get your... You need you just need to be in a really strong tight position evenly throughout, they call it the wedge, the triangle. Like, you need to have, make sure you've got nice, tight lats. You've got to make sure you're really gripping that floor your glutes are on. You're kind of sitting back into the weight and then you've got to make sure everything's tight, like your brace is tight as well. And then the weight will just come off the floor and you can rise as one. You don't need to lift your hips up. Lose kind of You lose part of the strength when you do that. But it gave me the ability to assess someone who's lifting weight and be like, okay, cool. This, this, and this is what we kind of need to work on to make sure you can lift it more efficiently and stronger and safer. Um, so I gained so much from that respect or that aspect of it. Mainly about safety too. Like they were talking about deadlifting and like if you're deadlifting safely, you're not gonna get hurt. Like obviously. It's one of the safest lifts in the world because if you can't lift it, you can't lift it. And if you're lifting correctly and you can't lift it, you're not gonna hurt yourself because you just won't be able to move it. Um so it's It was just, I feel like I just rambled then, but it was so fucking good and so dense with information. Um, So I'm so excited to put that shit to work. Like, I'm so excited to take that information that I've learned and just fucking use it because it was so, so fucking beneficial. So I'm very excited to do that. Um, I have decided, like we learned programming as well, how to like periodize and program your strength training to get stronger um, and I was like great this is the perfect opportunity to try and practice what I've just learned and put it into practice I'm going to get rid of the program I was using I was following juggernaut AI it's like a, an app that you download and it's like 50 bucks a month or 60 bucks a month and you you know they program for you they give you you tell them how many days you can train and you know what your strengths are what your weaknesses are and what your goals are and they try and program you towards hitting those goals um, but I, like I was like no nah, you know what this is the perfect opportunity for me to learn how to program properly I'm going to put it into practice and I'm going to get myself to the level I need to be at to actually get the like uh, certified strong first barbell instructor certificate like I got the certificate of attendance because I was there every day but I didn't get the certified instructor so that's what I'm gonna go for um, obviously that's the thing that I need six months to try and get strong with so I got I now have six months to get myself to the level that I need to be to perform these lifts. Um, and yeah, I'm fucking excited. Like I already wrote my program today. It's saved on my computer. Just going to write it out in a little book so that I've got it with me um, wherever I go. Or maybe I should just copy it onto us or screenshot it. That's probably a good idea. I'm just going to make sure I got my weights each week and it's just progressively increasing by 5% the way I have structured. Let's, let's try this. Let's try and explain it to you guys so that I can reaffirm it in my brain. So I have programmed it in a manner. I'm going to do three sessions a week. I'm going to go a light session and then two heavy sessions. In the light session, I'm going to hit my um, squat, overhead press, squat, bench, and deadlift, all four movements that I'm working on in the light session because we learned that if you hit a light session before a heavy session, it promotes um your ability to get stronger like strength gains and stuff like that it's not it doesn't promote hypertrophy it promotes like strength your ability to tap into that power and actually increase your ability to move heavier weights so i'm going to go light session as session one for the week and session two is going to be overhead press and deadlift and then session three is going to be a bench press and squat, and the way I'm going to do it is it's going to be a 5 by 5 so 5 sets, 5 reps at 80% of my current 5RM for the first week, and then week 2 is going to increase by 5% of the last week's weight, and then week 3, same, 5% increase of the last week's rate and weight, and it's just going to constantly build up until I fail. Once I fail, I'm going to do a 3x3 three three for that next week until... And I'm going to continue doing 3 by 3s increasing the weight by 5% each week until I fail that. Then I'm going to drop to a 2x2 and then I'm going to either test. I'm going to do that for a week. Then I'm either going to test or I'm going to rest and then start a new block of 5x5s at 80% of my new 5 rep max. And I'm guessing I'm going to like I programmed it for 12 weeks but I'm thinking I'm only gonna get to week six or seven because those numbers seem pretty hard and out of reach. Um, And then I'm gonna have to like break it down and then start again. So I'm very excited to follow that because it's gonna be good volume. It's gonna give me plenty of lifts to try and nail my technique, especially in the first few weeks because they'll be relatively light, which I wanna do. I wanna drill the techniques that we learned so that I can lift fucking super clean, super efficiently. I'm gonna use the first few weeks for that and then once the weights get heavier, then it's like, cool, hopefully I will have drilled the skill in enough to uh, shift the weight well. And even if I haven't, I'll have that light day where I'll be moving a bunch of weight as well. I think the reps I'm doing on the light day are a single, no, I'm gonna do, a, I'm going to do f- three sets of four for each exercise. Um, that way it'll give me time to move the weight. Uh, it'll be much lighter, it'll give me time to prime my body for the heavy days and still drill that skill. Um, so I'm very excited for that and to see where it can take me. Like I, I was writing my goals down and this is the next thing. So I've got to hit the lifts I didn't make. Um, so let's find the page in the book so I can read it out, and not stuff it up, but we had to hit skill tests and there were like, uh, just pure lift weight tests and the, um, here we go. So the strength tests were a one rep max um, deadlift and a one rep max bench press. One rep max deadlift was two times body weight. And the one rep max deadlift was 1.25% body weight, I think. Yep. So for me, I weighed in at 98.5 times two and it's rounded to the nearest uh, 2.5. So it's 97.5. 97 kilos so that makes me one uh, so 197 kilos which makes it 197.5 kilos is my I need to be able to lift that for one rep then my bench was 98.5 times 1.25 is 123 which is the nearest um, 2.5 kilo lot is 125 so i need to bench 125 kilos for one rep then the deadlift which i did the technique test was five reps at one and a half times body weight so it ended up being around 150 i think it was 145 and then the back squat was uh five reps at body weight which was i think it was 100 or 95 or 97.5 I can't remember one of those and I did those so I hit the squat and hit the deadlift I didn't hit the military press because that was 67% body weight so if I weigh in at 98.5 times 0.67 means I've got a military press uh, <laughs> 67.5 kilos for five reps Which is not fun Because um, I can't press well I've learned how to press now uh, At the course so I've just got to drill that but basically if i was to cut this extremely long story short i need to try and i need to build my strength up to the point where i can hit a 200 kilo 200 plus kilo deadlift i need a bench press 125 kilos and i need an overhead press 67.5 kilos for five reps now for me the deadlift doesn't scare me at all i will get there based on my program i'm following all that i've written I'm, I'm gonna get there that's fine the bench press i'm quietly confident about it's one rep like i can build up to that um i've never done it before in my life but i'm not f- afraid of like with the volume that i'm gonna be benching i'll be doing 25 reps or I'll be doing 25 plus 12 like what's that nearly 40 reps a week um of bench and like, they'll be pretty heavy. So I'm pretty sure I will get there. The overhead press worries me because my strength just isn't there at the moment. I think my five rep overhead max is probably like 40 kilos. Um, hopefully with the new technique that I've got in my pocket from this training course, it'll be a little bit heavier. Um, but yeah, I got to add like 20 something kilos. So I'm going to have to nearly add 50% on top of What it already is Which I'm hoping Because I've never really done it before I'll get newbie gains But I don't know man It's fucking stressing me out So the overhead press Is what I'm worried about Everything else I'll be fine with Um, It's just that So we'll see I'm going to follow this for As long as Until I fail The 5RMs So each lift Is going to progress At a different different rate Because I might fail The fucking I'll I'll probably fail The overhead press Before I fail anything else In terms of the 5x5 so then that 'll start again before I finish the other ones so i 'm keen to see how I how much stronger I can get in the next five to six weeks um, of training I'm gonna don 't know if I 'm going to start this week it depends how my trap is on Monday but i 'm very excited to see how strong I can get in the next few weeks um, what else so I learned at at my psychologist appointment today, I learned that I can't stop fidgeting ever. And I was sitting there and she's like, you just don't stop fidgeting. And I was like, oh, what do you mean? And then I would be sitting there for like three seconds and then I would start scratching my eye and she's like, "See, you're fidgeting. I'm like, no, I'm not. And then I'd start tapping my foot. She's like, it's a fidget. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And I'm just constantly fidgeting, touching shit. And I realized at the barbell course, I was just constantly moving, touching things. I don't think I can sit still for a long period of time at all. Um... And she's like, you need to try and practice that. So she's given me a test, not a test, but a, a, um, she gave me homework and my homework is to sit still for like, or try and sit completely still or lie completely still for 15 minutes without fidgeting. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. I'm going to have a crack, but, um, it's a long time to not move. I don't reckon I can do it. Like, yeah, I don't know. We'll see how we go. I'll actually make sure I let you guys know how I go next week. Um I'm going to try and yeah I'll try and go 15 minutes but we'll see. I don't know if I'll last that long. I'm not um I'm not good at sitting still as you can tell. I use exercise as a bit of a coping mechanism. Um all that reminds me I never weigh myself anymore since my uh, eating disorder days because it was like a trigger trigger for me. Um and it's dawned on me that I'm going to have to weigh myself on a semi-regular basis now um, until I get these lifts out of the way because the lifts on the day are based on my current body weight at that time. So I literally have to film myself weighing myself, show the scales, and then I've got to go and perform the lifts and take the weights off and show them to the camera after I've completed the lift. So I'm going to have to keep touch with how much I weigh to make sure I don't go get too heavy because that's just going to put the goals too far out of reach. Um, for example, if I go up to 105 kilos, that puts my deadlift at uh, 210 as opposed to less than 200, which is a lot. Then it puts my bench press at um, 130, 132.5 as opposed to um, 125, which is fucking insane. So that's such a big jump. So like, I've got to be real careful with... Um, not letting my weight get too ahead. I don't mind where it's at. That's fine. I'll train for that. But as long as I don't get too much heavier, um, it'll be all right. And I'm not concerned about putting on too much muscle with this. Like I think it's, I programmed it for strength, not for hypertrophy. So we'll see how we go. Um, I think if anything, like if it's, see, it starts to, to stall out or I start to put on too much weight, I'll have to reassess and maybe follow a different program. But this one is meant to be pretty good for all round and just trying to figure out what works best. Because um, I've never really followed a strength program ever before, so it'd be interesting to see how I how I cope with it. Um, yeah, what else? Oh, man, we got to vote tomorrow. Um, well, actually, we'll we will have will have already voted by the time this airs. But I can't remember if I already said this on last on last week. But with voting in mind. Why do we, like, vote for these people on the polls? Like, it's the biggest fucking scam bullshit thing ever. Like, they all talk absolute rubbish, man. They get up there and they just fucking try and sell themselves. And we go and vote for them and then we put them in and they're all just fucking liars. Like, why don't we put them all in the Big Brother house for, like, three or four months? And that's their campaign. They're locked in the Big Brother house together with no publicists no one telling them what to say no way to hide like they're in on tv 24 7 for three months and like the winner is going to be um not president uh, prime minister that's who wins and australia votes like the people vote on who gets to stay and who goes and they do challenges that are relevant to running a country um and then we vote out the, the fucking weakest link feel like that would be the best way to go about it not voting at people at the polls and when they just fucking talk rubbish and then everyone gets in there and they're like oh, i can't be fucked i'm just gonna randomly do this and then it works out against us i reckon if the big brother house for politicians is the way to go they should start bringing that in and i don't like i honestly think australia would lead the way then other countries would start doing it too and it would be the fucking new big thing you heard it here first you probably already heard it here first last week but i can't remember saying it so um Yeah, good surprise. What else has been going on, you know? I don't think there's been much else. Um, Yeah, like I said, I haven't had a chance to do much Instagram stuff. The video I filmed of my back squats on Sunday turned out fucking great because I'm super intentional with my – I've been super intentional with getting under the bar and stuff like that, setting myself up. I haven't been setting myself up completely right, but I've been intentional with getting the same rhythm. When I get under the bar each time, it's meant that each squat is pretty much the same. So, it meant that I could line up all the videos of my squat from empty bar to 100 kilos. And I could slowly add, like it made it appear as if like as I was dropping into the squat, a weight was getting added on um, as I was dropping down. It looked fucking sick. So, I was very happy with that. Um, Oh, how did I forget? So... I have an Apple charger that came with my MacBook Pro when I ordered it and it is starting to become loose at the end where it plugs into my computer and I complained to Apple and they were like, great, take it into your local store and they will replace it for you and I was like, cool, that seems way better than waiting for a replacement to get here than me shipping mine back in order to get my money back. Um, so, I went in to Doncaster, took the Apple cord in and I was like, hey, yeah, um, you know, I need a I, I, you know, I booked an appointment, this is faulty, I want a replacement, should be pretty simple, straightforward, you would think, wrong, the guy's like, well, this isn't our cord, and I was like, well, it kind of is, like, it came with my computer, and he's like, well, we don't make this cord, and I was like, "Mm, but you did though, Um, and then I was just sitting there like, this guy's looking at my nails, and he's just, because I had them painted, and he's like, this guy's a fucking cheapskate trying to rip us off, and I started making jokes, Um, I don't know what I said. I can't remember, but I made some, I made a horrific joke about him ripping the cord out of his asshole, um, which was, I think a few people heard. Anyway, I was sitting there and then he's like, let me check with my manager. And he came back and he's like, yeah, sorry, man, this isn't a cord that we make. So I can't give you a replacement. I was like, what do you mean? It came with my computer in the box. He's like, well, did it though? And I was like, yeah, it did. Then I started doubting myself. So then when I got home, I had a look in the Mac box because I was like, maybe it didn't come with the computer because I have a tendency to like, if I've already got that cord, I won't open that one. I'll just leave it in the box and then I'll use the one I've already got and then when the one I've got breaks, I'll go get that new one that I've got sitting there. Went and checked the box. There was no cord in there. They fucking gave me a shitty cord and they were like, oh, it's not ours. So I reckon some fuckwit who packed my Apple Mac was like, I'm going to put this shitty cord in there. (laughs) Be funny as. And then no and behold they're not going to replace it so i contacted them again and i was like you're going to give me a new cord and they were really helpful over the messenger i just hope and this time i decided to get them to send it to me so i really hope that they get it that they get my one when i send it back and they're not like this is not our cord because it fucking is it came in my computer i don't know what they're trying to pull what scam they're trying to pull as a fucking trillion dollar company but it's fucking nuts. i'm not having a bar of it mate it's ridiculous Anyway, um, that is it for this week's episode, guys. Finish on a rant. Classic, 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 classic. I um, hope you guys had a ripper fucking week. Um, and I will speak to you next week. If you have any questions or any comments or whatnot, just tell me. Shoot me a message. Tell me in person. Give me a high five. You know you know how it is. Love high fives. Um, yeah, I'll talk to you next week. Oh, let's let this drag out for another three seconds so I can get to the two minutes.